0: Everyone, uh, welcome back to the Great American Scream. My name is Devin Wright.
1: My name is Adam O'Connell, and Devin, you seem you seem somber. You seem yes,
0: yes. Well, uh, melancholy. It's, you
1: have <laughs> you have the black bile. I
0: do. I I'm, I'm melancholic today, partially because I have a bit of a, a bit of a throat thing going on, so that's why my my voice is so sultry today. But also, uh, something very scary happened. It's the month of the beast. Everybody's favorite time, October, uh, and the scariest thing of all happened the other day, which was that a very important figure in the world contracted a sickness, and it was uh, Minecraft Steve, and he got the sickness of being in Smash, and we're all very scared. <laughs>
1: I we're all wishing say, for his quick are we gonna recovery. Talk about this right now. <laughs> no, it doesn't no. seem like the platform.
0: Yeah, we're talking about it. We're but talking yeah, about Minecraft important. Steve contracting contracting being in smash yeah i mean steve
1: <laughs> steve is such an icon like how uh, it was inevitable
0: it, i guess it was inevitable i was hoping for master chief and his good guns i was hoping,
1: I was hoping for uh for for sora myself but oh yeah i what, actually want gino gino should be in the game what can we say um steve is an icon to a generation
0: yeah we're sending our thoughts and prayers to him and his family in this <laughs> trying time it's very hard
1: and only but steve we'll press
0: on We'll press on. Nobody else, just Steve. I mean, yeah. to to the the hundreds of thousands of families dealing with the ongoing COVID crisis. Yes. So of course, pray for them as well. Uh, but as I said, it's October. So why don't we uh, take a trip back to a favorite place of yours and mine? Yeah, Or-hio. Or-hio.
1: Ohio. Point, Ohio, Cedar Point, Cedar Point, baby, Cedar Point. Cedar,
0: they do scary stuff, don't they? they do Adam? Do scary Let's stuff. change the podcast episode. <laughs> Stop
1: whatever we were going to talk about. I've actually never been to Cedar Point's Halloween event, but... I've never been to Cedar Point. I've never been curious. to Cedar Point to either. I don't know why I specified the Halloween event, but a Halloween event I have been to is Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. The home of Terra Kruntis. The home of Terra Kruntis. Hor- Kruntis and, of course, the premiere theme park event of the country and although halloween horror nights was canceled for safety reasons this year um the orlando park did just open two of their originally planned houses as part of their daily ops modified for social distancing and mask wearing uh those houses being revenge of the tooth fairy and the bride of frankenstein lives okay Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, some of those very hardworking arts and design people got to put some of their uh, work up on display. I hope everybody's being safe. I love the Bride of Frankenstein. She is my second favorite Universal Classic Monster. Um, But, by the way, there are still thousands of theme park workers in the Orlando area who are still furloughed uh, and who have recently been laid off, who are facing food insecurity. If you're interested Mm -hmm. in helping those cast members, uh, please check out the Cast Member Pantry. It is a food pantry created by theme park workers for theme park workers that delivers free groceries to furloughed employees in the orlando area um you can donate to them directly if you're local but if not you can donate to them on venmo at cast member pantry you can also check them out on facebook it's a really hard time for a lot of theme park workers out there with everything going on in orlando um so if you have the means uh help out some people who uh definitely need it this time but yeah, uh, like absolutely. I said I think
0: we retweeted I think we retweeted something from them on Twitter as well. So you can yeah, check out our Definitely
1: Twitter. check them out. So they're some of the the hardest working, most creative, most wonderful people in the country. Um and speaking of their wonderful creativeness, I would uh, today like to kind of dive back into the lore of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, Because we discussed our very first episode was about Halloween Horror Nights. And we kind of briefly, and more so about the history of the event, but we kind of got to briefly discuss, uh, you know, Jack the Clown, Terra Crutus. Penn and Teller
0: blowing up the universe.
1: (laughs) Penn and Teller, New Las Vegas. Um, But there's pages and pages. And I mean, pages of lore that we did not have the time to explore, but so we're going to dedicate a whole episode to finding I out the lore. the lore secrets of Halloween Horror Nights. and Because in an event very often dominated, or at least headlines by IPs, like the, uh, the, the icon of the 2018 event was just the concept of Stranger Things. So people often, <laughs> people often forget about the incredibly intricate storylines that make up the original houses, scare zones and icons, storylines that often span for multiple years and multiple events. And that maybe even if you've been going to Halloween Horror Nights for years, you might not notice are connected. So we're going to grab out the big conspiracy board with all of the tacks and the oh, strings yeah. in it. Let me just, and yeah, and up we let out. Blank, ready to go. And we're going to we're going to we're going to connect the dots. Finally get down to the
0: bottom of this.
1: Yes. Maybe see, look at the storylines, check out some icons, which icon would win in a battle to the death. I don't know. Why don't we find out?
0: The concept of Stranger Things, I think. (laughs) From a yeah. monetary standpoint, there, the, most quite monetary the, more chest.
1: the first thing that I want to get into with this uh, Halloween Horror Nights cinematic universe, as it will, is Cary, Ohio. Now, the town of Cary, Ohio, a significant portion of Halloween Horror Nights' original houses and scare zones take place in the town of Cary, Ohio. Now, Cary is very real. It is a real town in Ohio. Oh, Okay. Okay, so you you bringing up Ohio that. Works. Okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I knew we were talking about Cary, Ohio. I didn't know it's a real place. Yeah, real no, it's a real place. We live there. Uh,
1: founded in 1858, notable for its railroad history.
0: Oh, I'm in. Cancel <laughs> this podcast. We're doing a rail hi- railroad <laughs> history that. podcast.
1: <laughs> I, all I have is that it had a, it once had a train.
0: It's okay. I'll come back next episode. It'll be a Cary, Ohio railroad history. I'll, I'll fill us in.
1: Yeah. So the reason it's used in so many events is that it was the hometown of one of the original Halloween Horror Nights arts and design team members. Um, Now I did some very heavy research in this episode. I could not find the name of this team member. So they, they, they wish to remain in (laughs) anonymity. I think out of fear of going back to Cary, Ohio and becoming like a celebrity, a local celebrity.
0: You have to figure they know who it is. Like, how many. The town of f- Cary does? Yeah, because it's not like there's a whole cohort of of Cary Ohioans who went to go work at Halloween I Horror guess, Nights. Like, yeah, it's probably I notable. Guess. They're like, oh, well, Jimmy from uh, Cary High went and worked for Universal. It's probably him.
1: They probably figured it out. But so the reason uh, and the tradition has carried on um, from the it's first mentioned in 2008 until houses today. Now, technically, the first time Carrie, Ohio, was used during Halloween Horror Nights was in 2002 during the Islands of Fear event, Um, but it wasn't used by name until 2008. They kind of like retroactively put said that one was Carrie. That was in Carrie. And like, you know, they yeah, they they retconned like that. It's a retcon. Yeah. So this house was called Scream House and uh, was the icon house for that year's icon, the caretaker, whose hometown is Cary, Ohio. Scream House.
0: caretaker.
1: Scream House. I really like the name of a haunted house because any haunted house could be Scream House. Yeah. Why don't we just call them Scream Houses? It's a house full of screams. They're not always haunted.
0: Yeah. In fact, I'd argue they're never haunted.
1: (laughs) They're just full of screams.
0: Yeah, they are literal scream houses.
1: Yeah. Um, but so this house took place at Shady Oak Cemetery, which had been closed for 10 years after it was discovered that Dr. Albert Kane, the caretaker, and oh, his family what's all had this been.
0: this dead? <laughs> what? What's, what's all this dead? Somebody um, call my name.
1: Oh, oh no. Mr. You're calling. Kane. I'm you're looking calling for a doctor. My brother.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Might be my brother, Albert. He <laughs> lives in Ohio,
1: I guess. <laughs> Um I loved your work in uh Austin Powers member I Yes, was, it's me, yeah, Mike you, Myers. Uh, no, Michael K was in that movie too, you plebeian.
0: No, I know, I know. <laughs> Who does number two or for? <laughs> um, We're anyway. getting off
1: topic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. So the Dr. Albert Kane and his family have been using corpses, uh, for experiments and as playthings. Uh, it had since been burned to the ground, taking the family with it. But police had discovered a series of tunnels under the graveyard that was off limits to the public. Dot dot dot. Until now, it's like Ocarina
0: of Time. Yeah, I, I guess. Dompey the gravekeeper, and you go into the tunnels. I love Zelda.
1: So the actual first time Carrie was used by name was in the 2008 scare zone, The Schoolhouse, spelled with a K, um, based on the House School, also spelled with a K, uh, in from 2005. Uh, And I have the blurb to describe this very good scare zone. Mr. Renshaw's class has always been good. Mr. Renshaw's class has never broken the rules. Mr. Renshaw's class has always been perfect little angels. All of that changes when the kids from the schoolhouse cut, in quotes, class. The children of the quaint town of Cary, Ohio, are about to teach everyone that their version of trick or treat may be the difference between your life and death.
0: Huh. <sighs> OK. I know it doesn't first actually thing.
1: give you a lot about the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it doesn't give me it. No, to be fair, it gives me a lot. Okay. It gives me a lot of a lot of a lot of feelings. <laughs> uh, first off. My first thought was, Mr. Renshaw, we'll see you now. Just you know, <laughs> Just, word association. Yeah. I'm 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 neck deep in a Nyquil, and <laughs> I are we insinuate? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All that changes when the kids from the schoolhouse cut class with with quotation marks. Yes. So either a marketing copy editor was like, they don't physically, they're not physically cutting the class with scissors, right? And they go, well, no, it's a no, it's a saying. No, no, no.
1: Let me finish. <laughs> okay. Go ahead.
0: I, no it's a it's an it's an expression they're like yes. they're leaving it's like okay so we should put quotation marks around it and they're like well that's weird or the kids are physically cutting the, <laughs> the class. class more confusing uh they and are the class my
1: which is right, 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 right confusing right. yeah
0: they are the class they are cutting the class they've always been perfect little angels but that changes now that they are now the cut children the children <laughs> of the cut are they okay so. <laughs> If it's a haunted house, I have usually so many scares that's, to that's, talk about. that's old people. Usually it's old, they're dead, they're gone. How are these
1: children now evil demon things? they're children? Okay. Okay. Now I understand your concern. So this was a scare zone, and was tied into 2008's icon Bloody Mary, as it was where Mary Agana, who became Bloody Mary, as her where her grandmother Mary Worthington worked as a teacher and was suspectedly murdered in a prank gone wrong. So I think that's where the cut comes into play we'll get to talk a little bit more about bloody okay. mary later when we talk about the icons um so the scare zone was actually was immensely cool because uh it was in an open part right by where the parade gate is so they would drive out the cast on a school bus and park it and then just let them loose okay that's it, cool I, it's very cool um it was a it's a popular uh, scare zone that still gets referenced today and uh, people still really enjoy it however one of the most beloved uses of Carrie Ohio was in the 2009 house "Leave It to Cleaver" uh, from Halloween Horror Nights, ripped from the uh, silver screen. Uh, in this house, okay. we in this house we meet Samuel Meats, who is M M-E-E-T-Z. Is he a bu- is he a butcher? He is a butcher. He's Carrie's uh, butcher, yes! and he's a butcher uh, and the owner of Meats Meats, uh, whose supply chain oh is rather fresh. It's it's folks. It's, it's people. It's people.
0: Uh, will we get to the point where we can play a tabletop RPG in Carey, Ohio, based on all as, these characters that have yeah. been fleshed out?
1: I would love to play one as like we used to play as the icon. T- trademark, 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 trademark. <laughs> um, so this house also tied in with the event's uh, main storyline, with that year's icon being the usher. As meets meets is the usher. Snacks usher. Of- <laughs> See, uh. Yeah, usher. Um, <laughs> Meats Meats is the snack supplier for the Universal Palace Theater, where a girl was once traumatized to find a severed human finger in her hot dog. Uh, this caused the family to become ravenous carnivores, refusing to eat anything but meat products. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. huh?
0: One. Did she find a finger in the hot dog bun or was there merely just a finger on the uh, like sewed onto the end? of the? I, hot I
1: dog? had that same question. I'm going to say she found the finger in the meat of the hot dog because I feel like if it was in. The, OK, listen, I feel like if it was in the bun by the time that she got it at the concession stand to when she sat down to take a bite of it in the theater, presumably 10 minutes into the movie. Like she would have right. noticed.
0: Yeah, but also how did the whole finger end up in a. Meat product that is ground uh, by a meat grinder.
1: You know, they, they, you, what do you, how do you think they're not running? Okay, okay. A moving, okay. Every year. Moving
0: on. Second, <laughs> second issue. Yeah. The family goes, How dare you give my daughter a finger in her hot dog? Now we will consume only human flesh. Like, what? I don't
1: That's, think it's only human flesh, though. I think it's just meat products, is what it says.
0: We found human meat in our meat, so now we'll only eat meat. Yes. What? They should become vegetarians. Okay, keep going.
1: Uh, yeah. So this house also also introduces us to Meaty Meats, the shop's mascot, and the mask that all the scare actors in the house uh, wore. Meaty Meats is a it's his a little mascot. He's got a fun. He kind of looks like meat? no. He kind of looks what is like he? you know Big Boy. You know Big Boy. <laughs> you that <know> Big Boy?
0: <laughs> Who
1: is Big Boy Adam? You don't know Big Boy big boy he's got the burger he's like the guy he's got a little red overall is that a place called big boys yeah it's called big boys big boy it's a restaurant and he's he's got the statue out front of the boy holding the burger okay, okay. he's in the yeah, red I overalls
0: am, i i'm sure i'm picturing the right man i didn't know his name was big
1: boy i think it's called big Boys. if not i just said something wild <laughs> but i'm pretty sure it's called big boy um but that's what he looks i like. hope it's not It's just something else. Meaty Meats has since appeared as an Easter egg in many houses, having become uh, something of an unofficial kind of cult icon. Like we have the surface icons and then we have the underground icons and Meaty Meats is one of those. Um, And now Carrie has since appeared in numerous houses and scare zones, including classics such as The Orphanage with an F, Ashes to Ashes. Uh, H.R. Blood and Guts presents Holidays of Horror, which is one of my favorite uh, old school Halloween Horror Nights houses, uh, the All Night Die-In, Lunatics Playground in 3D, and most recently in 2018 in uh, the Twisted Tradition Scare Zone and Slaughter Cinema, which was like the comedy house of that year. You see, did you have a question? <laughs> I'm
0: just I'm noticing a bit of a pattern in that the names of the things are just we change like one letter in the spelling. Yeah, it's, and it makes it it's spooky. They basically throw a dart. At the at the word and they change whatever letter it lands on. And okay. if it's a pun about a scary thing. Great. If not, that's OK. Send it on anyway. Or yeah. f- an edge ashes to ashes. That's not a reference. But who cares?
1: Yeah. Um. There have also been several gothic haunts set in Calais, France.
0: It's just Calais. Yeah. No. Just say Calais.
1: No, it's Carre. C-A-R-A-E. Oh,
0: oh, I thought you're talking about Calais.
1: No, 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 Calais. <laughs> yeah (laughs) um Uh, Other notable uh, locations in Cary include the Wyandotte Estate, a haunted mansion built in the 1920s, uh, Shadow Creek Labs, which creates genetically enhanced super soldiers, Cary State Penitentiary, uh, which sent serial killer Bobby the Blade Galetta to the chair, and 19 Mockingbird Lane, home to a hive of bloodthirsty vampires and not the fun and sexy kind.
0: No such thing as not fun and sexy (laughs) vampires, first of all. Second of all.
1: I was thinking more like if like Deacon and Taika Waititi are like the sexy, sexy vampires of what we do in the uh-huh. shadows. This is like a Peter situation.
0: OK, my OK, 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 OK. Are there any non bad people living in Cary, Ohio at this point? Or do we have a kind of house no, of it's, mouse? It's house of Villains murders. situation. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a oops, all berries, it's but the with mur- villains.
1: <laughs> oops, all villains. It's kind of the murder town. But yeah, Carrie's made numerous appearances and uh, gets tied into the lore in different ways every year. I guess I would love to see someone make like a map of Carrie based on what we know about it now, because it would be bonkers. Um, Again, a tabletop RPG. (laughs)
0: That's real I wasn't joking. That's a good yeah.
1: idea. Yeah. Um so now that we've kind of uh laid the basis of Carrie, let's go into a little bit more of the icons. You know, we got to know them a little bit in uh mm. the first uh episode of our show ever, but you know, there's more there's there's more there. We yeah, didn't get to know them let's that way. Well. We, we kind of had a speed dating situation, now we're going to go on the second date.
0: With each individual With one. With each individual no commitment. one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, let's start with the first, uh, well, technically not the first, the first one was the Crypt Keeper. Um, but the first original Halloween Horror Nights yeah. icon, Jack the Clown. Now Jack goes by other aliases, including Chaos, the Ringmaster, mm. and yes. the Clown Prince of Blood. Now I feel like the, they're yeah, really, the Joker. They're yeah. really <laughs> stepping on DC's toes with that one.
0: He goes by also
1: the Joker the riddler
0: the penguin
1: so mr freeze jack's uh, my favorite batman villain calendar man he's
0: actually a good okay (laughs) yeah
1: so jack's lore goes even deeper than we originally thought uh this is a a abridged version since the actual jack the cloud history spans multiple pages lay um, it on me we don't have the time so let me paint you this this story Jack Schmidt was a carnival performer in the 1920s who ran away from his abusive family to join the circus, abandoning his little brother, Eddie. He loved Uh to entertain, but behind the fun mask, he was secretly a twisted murderer and was wanted for the abduction and disappearance of several children. When the police were on his tail, he confided in his boss, Dr. Oddfellow, hoping for concealment. But Oddfellow, who was also wanted for the death of several patrons in a, quote, freak carnival accident. I don't know what constitutes a freak carnival accident. yeah Any carnival accident. (laughs) Instead killed Jack to cover it up and hid his body in the carnival's house of horrors attraction where it stayed even after the show closed and the attractions were sold and split up 60 years later in 1980 a BBC documentary crew documenting the great dark rides of America now why is the BBC what? doing yeah. the great dark rides of America that's, You guys that's got like out if, in towers That's like if if two
0: if the hosts of this podcast were two British children <laughs> I thought you were going to say doing
1: something we're wildly unqualified for, which I were to say. I would argue (laughs) we are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they came across the attraction in a Louisiana junkyard and began filming the interior. Uh, They found a large jack in the box with Jack written on it and began turning the crank and out popped the decomposing body of Jack Schmidt.
0: (laughs) How did nobody smell it? Why did they turn the crank? Were they just like, how big is this box?
1: It was sent to a coroner's office, but vanished in transit. Oh, Soon good. later, the slaughtered bodies of the documentary crew were found. Jack International
0: was ca- news. International news. BBC news crew found dead.
1: Yeah. Jack was caught a few years later and committed to Shadybrook Sanitarium, where he had a grisly effect in Cary, Ohio, where he had a okay. grisly effect on the other patients who began to exhibit clown-like symptoms and behave just like him. He escaped and found Dr. Oddfellow, who must have been very old since he was already the boss of a carnival in 1920. And now it's the early 2000s. Yeah. Killed him and took his silver headed cane of souls, which is presumably how he stayed alive all these years.
0: He had all the souls in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He stole Oddfellow's show and began performing as the Carnival of Carnage in Orlando, Florida, collecting murderous sideshow acts.
0: Yeah, sure. Um Mm-hmm. So a few things. Um, you hate to see friends and family lost to cl- symptoms of clown. Yeah. But also, there's not. Uh, we don't have sanitariums anymore. No. In 1990 or 1985 or whatever, yeah. he finally gets caught. Like they're they're like, let's put him in a sanitarium. You know how we have in the Reagan years. Yeah, because it's Victorian I know, London. I I knew Reagan was a uh, regressive, but I didn't know it went this far.
1: Yeah, really. Um, so Jack has since appeared at Halloween Horror Nights more than six times, uh, three of which he was the official How I have not icon. caught him yet. He's yeah, I know he's still out there Uh, for three of which he was the official icon for. He uh, he replaced uh, the being the icon for Eddie uh, in the post 9-11 event in order to tone down on the graphic violence. And he was right. allegedly supposed to be the icon this year for the show's 30th anniversary. Um And if we look at the merch they're selling that they already made, it appears he was going to be. But hopefully they'll bring him back next year for his rightful return as the king of icons. He's by yeah. far the most famous and popular one. And I think they will do that because now they're not advertising this like mini event as Holly and Horror Nights 30. They're calling it Holly and Horror Nights forever. So probably next year they're going to call it 30 and then bring Jack back and stuff. And then hopefully we'll get stuff like the Beetlejuice house we were going to get and, you know, but hopefully he'll make a triumphant return.
0: What's more Jack the Clown than killing the very event that he was going (laughs) to be an icon at, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and as for Eddie, we talked about him as uh, he was the canceled icon in the post-9-11 event. However, he did make later appearances in houses such as Horror Nights Nightmares, uh Run Hostile Territory and Jack presents 25 years of monsters and mayhem. Run, I think it said two houses and that's kind of a cool one because it's um it's like a You know that show Wipeout? I yeah, heard of it. It's like it's like that but it's, she's it's murder.
0: I like that a lot. Run Hostile Territory sounds like an album of like a punk indie band that you went to high school with.
1: Are they a good punk indie band?
0: Uh, probably. The main yeah, kid hostile is Hostile Territory is with not a bad
1: name for an album.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the main kid was in chorus with you and he always like kind of stretched his voice when he was doing his own work. And he kind of felt like maybe his range was diminishing now that he was uh, getting his mature adult voice. But, you know, the lyrics are pretty solid.
1: Yeah. So uh, Jack's sidekick, Chance, uh, made her debut. The, in the rapper. Oh. Chance, the rapper. I made that same <laughs> yeah, exact, exact joke. Exact same joke.
0: <laughs> Two or three years ago at this yeah. point.
1: Um, so uh, Chance made her debut in the 2007 Carnival of Carnage show as the Harley Quinn to uh, Jack the Clown's Joker. Uh, she made another appearance in the 2015 version of the show and basically stole the show. She was the best part of that year's Carnival oh, yeah. of Carnage. By the way, if you're in both of the Carnival of Carnages from both uh, years are on YouTube, and if you don't mind gore, they're a, a total riot. Um, so Universal made her the icon of uh, 2016's event, You Won't Stand oh, yeah. a Chance. yeah, Year of the Woman, 2016.
0: Yeah,
1: a uh, little information is given about her backstory specifically, but we know that she stole the show from Jack after the two were arrested following the 2015 event and separated. Oh,
0: OK. okay. Yeah. So
1: technically we caught Jack in 2015. But however, then
0: that ding, that ding dang rascal, he got out again.
1: However, the event actually took place inside her theater of the mind as she was committed to the Shady Brook Sanitarium so she could only host the event in the delusions of her imagination.
0: This is Chance's mind. We're all just living in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's great. I really like Chance. Um, I know her event got kind of mixed reviews, um, but I think she's great. And I hope they bring her back when they bring Jack back. Um, so let's continue and talk about a couple more icons. Sorry not to give each as a, an in-depth a, a dive as Jack, yeah, but he's just got know. the most lore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, this next uh, icon, the caretaker who we mentioned earlier, or Dr. Albert Kane, uh, he was a surgeon who became the caretaker of the Shady Oak Cemetery in Cary, Ohio, known for por- performing experiments on both corpses and the living. Uh, we heard that most cemeteries don't do
0: that. They don't. There's no part. <laughs> Not even the nope.
1: little. Cemeteries, um,
0: just the last part of it. Coroner, yeah. autopsy specialist, all that is before that.
1: Yeah. So he also had a young daughter, Cindy Kane, who was supposed to be the icon of the event that year, but was switched last minute. Uh, she's made a few select appearances in some scare zones and houses uh, such as uh, the orphanage Ashes to Ashes. But not much else is known about her. You know, after yeah. she kind of got demoted from icon, uh, they never really they they never really went into her again.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, she we told her that she was taking on too many extracurricular activities. And it turned out that like the night of Halloween Horror Nights was also the night of her ballet recital. And at some point you just need to sit her down and say, hey, you can't be committing 100 percent to both of these teams that you're a part of. And at some point you're going to be letting one of them down. And so she made the decision that she was going to let us know that Halloween Horror Nights is going to kind of take a back burner and that ballet is really her dream. (laughs)
1: I mean, there was a real actual reason that they switched her from the icon. Uh, Yeah, I just I just gave it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, we mentioned it in the um, in the original episode that there was a uh, this a string of uh, child abductions in the Sanford area and they decided. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said (laughs) I was going to let you finish it. But
0: (laughs) thanks. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So I would give. Uh, the caretaker, a solid six out of 10, you know? Oh,
0: okay. We're rating rating them now. Great. Okay, great.
1: I gave Jack, I gave Jack a 10. I would give the caretaker a solid six. He's, he was the first, you know, points for that. I mean, the first post Jack, (laughs) in a post Jack world, he was the first. He, I like his like creepy undertaker thing. He's got going on a classic, but he's not, he's not super interesting.
0: Yeah. I'll give him, uh, four Dompes out of 10.
1: He's a little, yeah. He's a little, uh, he's a little old school for me. The next one we'll talk about is the director, or Paolo Ravinsky, as his full name. Uh, mm. He is an Eastern European snuff film director who was shunned out of Europe after his per- first picture, The Widow's Eye, was released, which is what brought him to America. He was then hired by Universal Orlando to shoot a <laughs> horror film inside the park.
0: What a self-owned or uh, Universal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that's good.
1: Yeah, his don't uh, like him, but no. But his signature kill was uh, all of these icons had a signature kill. I believe the caretakers involved a big old pair of scissors. But uh, the director's was uh, shooting somebody in a bathtub and then dropping a toaster into uh, said bathtub. You know, like they do in the movies. Like they do in the movies. Uh, You know, the director didn't have a ton else going on, but he's a good sport. I like the film angle they took. I give him a seven out of ten.
0: I like Roger Ebert. Will give him a four out of four stars
1: okay that's nice that's generous
0: yeah it's a it's a i don't like it that much so it gets uh it's bad so therefore it gets a perfect score (laughs) remember when he gave phantom menace a three out of four
1: yeah
0: wild anyway
1: the next one we'll talk about and this is the one you'll be excited about Devin. um the storyteller or elsa strict now she actually wasn't given a backstory. Let it go. Early, really early on it. Uh, she actually was given a backstory for her event, but she uh, was used again for Holly and Horror Night 16, along with some other famous icons. Uh, we were told that as a child, she was visited by a winged creature who wanted to eat her alive. She retaliated uh-huh. by eating it and therefore inheriting its darkness.
0: Yes. Hercules, eat your heart
1: out. This woman is extremely powerful. And more her. so because she is the creator of the Terra Cruntis story. Oh! Uh, so, Terra Cruntis ruled by the Terra Queen. Uh, in Terracruntis, blood is the fuel of life and creation and pieces of sacrificial victims are used to forge iron that is then made into the terra throne blade. The blood of the Try. sacrifice is used to power her throne and the cycle continues as the queen's bone chopper riders, who are cool skeletons on motorbikes, deliver it. Uh, the cycle ended on the final night of the event where the queen herself was sacrificed using the terra what? throne blade.
0: This is so sick. This sounds like an in, like a like an indie game from yeah. like 2008 that won a bunch of awards. But we look back at it now and we're like, oh, that's a bit insensitive. But I love it's good. I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I originally didn't like the storyteller um, because I thought she was kind of boring and not really scary. But then kind of tying her in with the terror crew, just saying, like, this is a metal. This this yeah. woman is metal as hell. I give her I give her a seven out of ten.
0: I I. I, I I give her two hundred and eight skeleton bones out of two hundred and eight, or however many you have.
1: (laughs) Uh, The next one we'll talk about is Bloody Mary or Doctor Mary Agana. Uh, She is the icon with the most backstory, and I mean a lot of backstory, even more so than Jack. Um, Her lore was unlocked through several case studies on the Halloween Horror Nights website in the weeks leading up to the event. So researching this episode, it
0: was like an ARG. Yeah,
1: Uh, researching this episode, I spent like four years on the Wayback Machine. At the old Halloween Horror Nights website, mm-hmm. trying to find the the primary sources for all this oh information. So basically, Dr. Agana was a psychotherapist in the 1950s who founded Living Fearlessly, specialized treatments for fear-based ailments. In 1958, patients began to disappear from this clinic. Clinic from his clinic, rumoredly staffed by ex-cons and other patients, uh, and a private investigator begins an investigation on the clinic. During this investigation, Dr. Agana is found murdered, supposedly by the investigator. But now some believe that the spirit of Bloody Mary, who is Mary Worthington, her grandmother, who was a teacher in school, had been gradually possessing Dr. Agana, leading to her cruel ways. And that's how she became Bloody Mary.
0: Okay, this seems like the kind of thing that if you're at the event, you're like, meh. But if you like went home and you read it, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like H-Bomber guy did an episode on Ruby about how Ruby isn't fun to watch. But it's it's if you read about it online, (laughs) it seems like the coolest show ever. That's this.
1: I kind of think this is too much. Like, this is a this is a lot. This is this is it's a lot. Yeah.
0: It makes sense that it would probably be more exciting for least in small chunks. Yeah. You know, it seems like the kind of thing designed to be like and a
1: reveal and a reveal and a reveal
0: and a yeah. reveal like a good dress on RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: And also she was the one who got Universal in trouble with copyright infringement because the idea of Bloody Mary is copyrighted, which is why they had to. Oh, write, well, that's why they had Man, to write all bad. this, this backstory so that she's like, oh, she's not Mary Queen of Scots. She's, or who, which, which Mary is it? Is it Mary Queen of Scots?
0: She's a, I think so.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's somebody else. So I get, I give Bloody Mary a five out of 10.
0: Um, I give her three Bloody Marys in the bathroom mirror, but out of Candyman set in the mirror. Figure okay. that one out. Adiates. I think,
1: I, I think Candyman intrinsically has more value than Bloody Mary, so... Yeah, I that agree. makes sense yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the usher or Julian Browning, I think that's a very like that's a that's a sweet boy. That's a sweet name for this man.
0: It's a witness protection program name.
1: So he's an usher at the Universal Palace Theater in the 1920s who loved the movies. However, he hated it when people didn't follow the rules. Uh, during the 1940s re-release of The Phantom of the Opera, his favorite horror movie, Julian got into an argument with a rude patron who took his flashlight and threw it behind the screen. When he went to go and get it, he somehow became became uh, entangled in the ropes and suffocated. Now he haunts the Universal Palace Theater to punish those who break the rules of the movies.
0: Yes, I'm so in. It is simple. It is so,
1: so specific. Yeah.
0: It is our dear boy Julian used to work at the movies. He was a bit of a stickler, but then he died. He loved
1: loved those movies. He was a bit of a tight ass,
0: but we loved him anyway. It yeah, we wanted him to die, but now he's a ghost. I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I love. He's one of my one of my favorite icons. Um, I. It breaks my heart to know that I love him so much, but he would probably kill me because. And like, listen, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose friends over this. I'm a movie talker. I don't talk oh. to the whole. I don't talk through the whole movie. But what if I have a fun fact? Am I just <laughs> supposed not not to share it? Yes uh see here's the thing though i only go to the movies with people who are also movie talkers and we sit far away from other people if somebody sits down next to us we will move i'm i'm a considerate movie talker i don't that's good yeah you shouldn't go to the movies with me if you don't want to talk and i don't talk through the whole movie and i won't sit near you if you don't want to talk but i am a movie talker because i Um, like sharing fun facts and commenting about what's going on
0: (laughs) i have a fun thing about my life which is that i can never take uh Movie-related horror, seriously, like movie theater stuff mm. or anything, because all I ever picture is in the first Halloween Town when they're all in the movie theater and there's like the scary light that comes from the movie screen that petrifies mm. everybody, which is terrifying. But I can only <laughs> ever think of that.
1: Okay, that's and then right.
0: I think of the skeleton guy who drove the taxi cab.
1: I do like that <laughs> skeleton that guy's man. Good. Definitely on the board of podcast heroes.
0: Oh, for sure, along Chaotic, with uh, Chaotic could- Debbie Reynolds. Along with Yeah.
1: The next icon is fear, just fear itself. Uh, in early 2010, a paranormal investigation company known as the Legendary Truth Collective discovered a lantern in the Universal Orlando Art and Design Building, along with a puzzle of photos. When they completed with the puzzle, the lantern was lit and fear had been freed from the lantern. What
0: kind of Yu Gi ass.
1: <laughs> so. It was revealed that after 19 cycles or years of Halloween Horror Nights, he was prepared to reveal himself in the 20th cycle. He'd been the puppet master of the past 19 years, using the other icons as pawns or heralds to carry his lantern and spread uh, terror. Uh, So those representing different parts of horror. So Jack the Clown being chaos, the caretaker representing death. The director was sacrifice. The storyteller was legend. And the usher was vengeance.
0: Yes I'm into this this is very comic book I feel it like is. I feel like they do best when they lean into this the comic book of it all because this is very like Black Lantern story or uh, Apocalypse with X-Men where he has the four horsemen yeah very good
1: I, I like it as a concept but uh, my problem with it and other people's problem with it is that it downplayed the other icons and like they became yeah. they literally like they it, were literally pawns for this other thing. And also this man was too big to fit in his own goddamn house. He, he was a still performer. He was like 11 feet oh. tall and he he didn't fit in his icon house that he was like in the, the fear house, his icon house. He wasn't in it because he was too big
0: He had to like stand outside and be like, <laughs> go get spooked in my spooky
1: house. <laughs> so points because he looked really cool. Uh, but six out of ten.
0: Okay, I'll give him four horsemen out of four.
1: Okay, then finally, the most recent use of an icon was Lady Luck. Now
0: they call you Lady Luck.
1: <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. But
0: there is room to uh, doubt. At times, you have a very spooky way. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have anything.
1: Yeah. Um. So, Lady I had a Luck. A long she time was- to
0: get something. I had a long time. That was a long I, intro, and I didn't have anything. It's added.
1: okay. It's okay. okay. You, you were just feeling yourself. We'll regroup group next week. Yeah. Um, so she uh, she was for Halloween Horror Nights 21, because it was, like, Blackjack. and the Oh, 20, yes. Yeah.
0: Because uh, everybody could drink at this one.
1: Yeah. This is the first year everyone was allowed to drink. So Luck is a shape-shifting demon who's been around since man began sh- taking chances. So I guess... Okay forever for all when yeah. when anthropologically did we start taking chances
0: literally the first like the first one
1: yeah the, uh, first the first one man. was it
0: was him yeah
1: yeah um so, but bad things happen to those who gamble with her and lose so it is said that before the closing of Shady Brook Sanitarium in prisoner, 2003
0: 10 years <laughs> far after before it the- should have been closed
1: <laughs> so far prison- after A prisoner named Floyd Mercer hung himself and left behind a notebook full of quotes about luck. Floyd was actually the only person to gamble with Lady Luck and survive. He witnessed one of his friends play poker and win with Lady Luck by his side. Later that night, he saw uh, her eating him in her true monstrous form. He escaped when she spotted him and faked being insane to get into Shadybrook and stay alive. When she found out where he was, he hung himself.
0: Okay, I'm in. I'm hooked. Yes. Reel me in.
1: Um, so she had a direct connection to each house at Halloween Horror Nights, uh, giving the main character or the guests a choice to make uh, that seals their doom. For example, in the house Nevermore, the Madness of Poe, Poe had to decide whether to return home to Boston or go to Baltimore, where he would wed Virginia Clem. He chooses okay, so this.
0: This Poe. This is the Teletubby or the Kung Fu Panda. Which one? Which
1: one? Which Which one do you think it is?
0: I think it's their child, Poe Junior. <laughs> Poe Junior. Son of Poe and Poe.
1: <laughs> Son of Poe. Um, Son of Poe sounds like like a terrible like 2009 like horror action like. I love film. how we always
0: go to 2009.
1: Well, it's because- like I, it reminds me of like I Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, it was when iCarly was big. All the eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the eyes. So in this house, never more than that is a Poe, Poe po decides whether to go home to Baltimore, uh, or go, go to Boston or to Baltimore, where he would later wed Virginia Clem. He chooses to take a ship to Baltimore, where he would begin his descent into madness after Virginia dies of tuberculosis. The ticket taker who escorted him to the ship to Baltimore was none other than Lady Luck. Ooh. So every house had this element with like a, a it was kind of like a Where's Waldo, but with Lady yeah, Luck.
0: But with um, but with a demon.
1: Yeah, so Which every house so had just, this element.
0: So just Where's Waldo. Yeah. That's right, I said <laughs> very, it. Very powerful, very
1: powerful eldritch being.
0: How is he in so many different places at once? Just because I turned the page in the book doesn't mean he's not still on that other page.
1: Yeah, although I, the concept of, <laughs> that's scary, but then also the concept of, Turning to uh, through a Where's Waldo book and him only being on the page you're currently looking at is also very scary. And he's always looking at you. That's an SCP. That's the, it's a Where's Waldo book where Waldo only appears on the page yes. that you're looking at. Yes. Anyway, uh, with Lady Luck, uh, the connection to these houses were cool, but she she did She was missing a certain je ne sais quoi.
0: OK, I, I think it's that
1: she didn't talk.
0: Right. She just kind of like was present. Which yeah. I like as an and idea. Even, even in her this. other
1: appearances and zones and stuff, she never talked. And that she's kind of missing that like Chucky like charisma. Right. Where you get the one liners to like reel everybody in.
0: Right. I feel like I feel like luck. As a like this concept is actually really interesting, like if it was a horror book or a horror movie where you just had like luck existing as this like demon who shifted forms and was always like there for a person whenever a chance was happening, that'd be really cool. But when you're a Halloween Horror Nights icon, you probably have to be less of the ever present demon and more of the demon that really, you know, sells the car. Yeah, the host of the party. Yeah, the, the ghost host with the most.
1: The ghost host, coast to coast with the most. So that was the last year that an official icon was used as of the the past. Uh, I guess, nine events at this point, uh, it's kind of been a more of an even split between uh, IP houses and original houses. So Ooh. a lot of the storylines have kind of taken a, a, a seat on the back burner. But hopefully with this anniversary event coming up, we're going to see a return to some, maybe we'll go back to Cary, Ohio, see some cool original concepts and uh, the return of some of our favorite icons.
0: Ooh, who do you want to return, Adam?
1: I mean, definitely Jack, but also the usher. I think he's a sweet boy.
0: Usha. sure. <laughs> he's,
1: he's a good boy. And I, 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 yeah, I want him to come back.
0: I want uh, the storyteller to come back. I want Terra Kruntis Terra to too. make a comeback. I'm so into that. It is. It's like, pretty It's insane. a JRPG-ass
1: story. It's what's so what's good. Really, what's really crazy is that they could have just made Terra Krintus, like the main thing of the event. But they had to put, they put a metatheatrical frame around,
0: around like, terra which, which is why probably we like it specifically yeah. us too that you but already I don't know why have a cool had to story do that. you already have a cool story and then you put like if you have a cool story adam and i are hooked if you put a meta theatrical <laughs> story
1: <laughs> on top of that story yeah they didn't need to do that but i think that makes it uh all the, all the more cool
0: very good well this has been our our dive into the the hhncu Coming to theaters near you very soon.
1: Oh, that would be cool.
0: That would be cool. Thank you so much for listening to this episode 33. One third to 100, Adam. Only (laughs) 67 more to go. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please uh, share it on whatever podcast platform you happen to use. If you're on iTunes, leave a uh, review and a rating. That would be great. If you are on Spotify, just give us a follow. And there's a brilliant little share button that like makes the post all like pretty and nice on Facebook and Twitter. But the best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend who likes to get spooked or likes to listen to two goofballs be funny about getting spooked. Adam, can you pimp our social medias, please?
1: Yes, you can find us on Facebook at The Great American Scream or on Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod. Uh, You can post or let us know what your uh, favorite Halloween Horror Nights icons, houses, and pieces of lore are uh, using the hashtag TGAS. And if there is uh, something you'd like to hear about on the show, uh, let us know because your suggestion may become an episode in the future.
0: Yes. A special thank you goes out to Stevie Viola, who does the intro and outro music for the show. You can find him on Twitter and to Michael Segudo who does the intro disclaimer at the beginning of the show.
1: Yes. And uh, once again, make sure you check out Cast Member Pantry on Facebook and Venmo. If you would like to help for load uh, theme park employees in Orlando, you can donate them directly if you're in the Orlando area or donate to them on Venmo. Again, at Cast Member Pantry. Help out if you can.
0: Absolutely. And also, also. Also, uh, we've been doing we've been having a lot of fun with these history of blank episodes like the zombie one, the Halloween one, the vampire one. We have another one planned for next week. If there's a monster that you want us to talk about, especially a lesser known one, definitely let us know and we will make an episode about it. Other than that, I've been Devin Wright. I've been Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked, but not in Orlando, Florida, because stuff's kind of wild down there
1: yeah and also jack the clown if you're out there uh answer my email about appearing as a guest on this show is he the one with the big blender yeah
0: go get spooked in a big blender go get all all spooked up and
1: answer my emails jack i know you're listening